A dose of hope coming at ya. Your words have so much power. It can either bring life to people or it can bring death. And we have to be willing to speak life to everyone around us. You can succeed because of what you've been through. If you feel insignificant, you better think again. Better wake up because you're part of something way bigger. You're part of something way bigger. Not just a speck in the universe. Not just some words in the Bible verse. You are the living word. Ah, you're part of something way bigger. Bigger than you. Bigger than we. Bigger than the picture they framed us to see. But now we see it. It ain't no secret, no Understand the truth about that question in your soul Look up, don't look down, then watch the answers unfold Life is your birthright, they hit that in the fine print uh. Take the pen and rewrite it Step out your estimate Step in your essence and know that you're excellent, right? Spirit is teaching, no, I'm not just preaching I'm taking my own advice Let mama let you know Mama still trying, I can't get no days off I don't get no days off, truly I'm feeling it I had to say that thing twice Trying to be a good wife Still really hard, I can't lie But I promised you I would fight So I fight If you're feeling frustrated You're sinking, I'm jumping in Forgiveness is key because we're fighting something way bigger You never lose, we are winners I'll be the you be a tree That's on the fruit that was given to me Legacy uh, We're part of something way bigger Legacy uh, 
Hello, hello, hello. It's your host, Hope Cherie, praying that you have had a blessed week. Now, that song was bigger by Beyonce. Just to remind you that we are all a part of something bigger. You are special. And yes, I said it. You are amazing. Today's show is just going to be so awesome. These guests clearly live a life that acknowledges that there is something bigger than me in this world. They seek to help people navigate this thing called life and are examples of kingdom obedience and work. When the rubber meets the road for you, will you have the strength to push through knowing that there is something bigger than you? All right, y'all, let's go. And another I know it's so, so much going on in this world today. Inspirational you are. It's time for the inspirational highlight person of the day. 
Today, we introduce to the show, Rhonda Shortino. Hear this, guys. This is the author of over 13 books and the host of the Empowering Resilience podcast. Her mantra is setbacks can be the setups for your success. Today, we will talk about her book, Succeed, because of what you've been through. In fact, her first book was called From Foster Care to Millionaire. We welcome our inspirational person of the day, Rhonda Shortino. How are you today? Oh, Hope, I am so good. I am so blessed, and I'm, and I'm grateful to be here with you. Oh, awesome. I'm so happy that you're here. I just was reading through your bio, and I was like, wow, what hasn't she endured, and what hasn't she got over, you know? And so I was just so excited to be able to have you here. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and all that good stuff. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm old, so, you know, that's a long <laughs> My mother left me with a neighbor when I was a little girl and asked the neighbor to babysit while she went shopping, And but she didn't go shopping. Her clothes were packed and the car was loaded and she moved out of state and she never came back. Wow. So I was raised by her parents. My grandfather was mentally ill. My grandmother was an alcoholic and an addict. And in those days, you know, we didn't have all these, well, bipolar or this or that or whatever. They just said, Oh, you know, he's, gee, he's just not right. So she probably drank and took drugs because she was married to a man that wasn't right. Wow. You know, it was poverty. It was abuse. It was all that stuff. I had a, a wonderful pair of foster parents for a very short period of time uh, who, who gave me the idea that there was a purpose for my life. And I had thought that I was just an accident in biology. Nobody wanted me. Nobody loved me. They would never love me. Nobody would ever want me. The foster father said, you know, young lady, there's a reason that you were born. There's a purpose for your life. And it's up to you to figure out what it is. Mm. I was pulled from that home very shortly after that because they took me to church. And that was against the rules in Southern California back in in that time. Mm -hmm. And I went back in the abusive environment. Uh, I had a wonderful teacher when I was a freshman in high school who uh, she knew that I was a ward of the court. And, you know, in those days, it was all right there in your file your whole life. Yeah, yeah. But she saw it and she knew it and she knew that I was going to have a rough life. So mm. she just was absolutely determined to yes. teach me some job skills so that I would be employable. Yes. So that wonderful teacher is still one of my dearest friends. She's one of my strongest prayer warriors. She's amazing. And uh, so all those job skills, she taught me shorthand and typing and how to write a, a, a proper business letter and things like that. And so I was able to get a job when I was 15 yeah. uh, at a farmer's insurance agency. So then I uh, sought emancipation when I was 16. I went to the judge and the judge says, well, you're going to need to have paycheck stub and you have to have a, a utility bill for your apartment. You have to show me the lease. You have to have a car and you have to have driver's license. And let's see, what was it? I had to have a checking account, a savings account. Wow. He thought I would, he would never see me again. He gave me this long list. <laughs> I'm telling you what, in about six months time, when I turned 16 years old, the first thing I did is I went to the DMV and got a driver's license. And the second thing I did was I went and saw that judge. 
and I took him every single thing. I had bought a car before I had a license and he granted my emancipation. Wow. And so I <laughs> my own at 16. I bought my first house when I was 19. I bought my first rental when I was 21 and I started my first company when I was 27. Wow. And another company after that. And then I wrote my first book when I was 48 and I was on the Today Show when I was 50. So I'm telling you what. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I can't even take anymore. <laughs> I can't even take anymore. Like, how in the world do you just make up your mind and say, these are all the things that I'm going to do. I'm going to stick to it no matter what life throws at me. Where does that inspiration come from? Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know what? To tell you the truth, I don't know, other than the grace of God. It's just, it's exactly what you said, Hope. It, mm -hmm. was, it was that sense of, I'm going to do this no matter what. And uh, so I, I, I just feel like the hand of God has been on me the whole time. Yes. Your book is entitled Succeed Because of What You've Been Through. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the whole idea is whatever we've been through, we're an expert mm. in it. Oh, when yes, you're that's talking good. That's about good. hardship, grief, mm -hmm. pain, loss, Whatever it is that you've been through, well, every single one of us is the world's foremost expert on our life, you know? Uh -huh. Whatever we've been through, we know about that. So we are uniquely qualified to reach back uh -huh. on that road where we used to the people who are on that road now and say, you know what? I, I found my way out. I, I can I can help you. I know how to do this. Yeah. And that's what succeed because of what you've been through is all about is I had to go back and I had to say, honestly, you know, just real matter of fact, no emotion. I'm not going to have the ugly cry with the mascara. <laughs> You know, I've done all that. Trust me. But look back on this and I'm going to say, look, my mother left me. She left. She never came back. Okay. What did that teach me? Well, let me tell you something. I am self-reliant. Yes. Independent. I mean, some, my husband of 30 years would, would probably be saying, oh, stubborn, Ron, is the word you're looking for. You know, but, but I mean, I never expect Prince Charming to ride in on his horse and rescue me because... When I got abandoned and I waited for my mother to come, uh -huh. I wanted her to come back and get me and she never did. I learned if I'm going to have something good happen in my life, I'm going to have to make it happen because sitting, don't hold your breath. You're going to drop dead. You learn to be responsible for you. That's it. That's it. Poverty, having not enough to eat and being homeless for a time when, when I was eight years old. That taught me how to manage money. I'm telling you what, I could live even right now in today's money, I could live on $5 a week. Peanut butter and bread do not have to be refrigerated. And yeah. so, you know, I know how to be homeless, but I don't have to be anymore. But the point is, when you know how to make it on very, very little, that's a skill. I'm resourceful. You could go through whatever it is that somebody's been through, even to the point I've done this with rescued sex trafficking victims, where they're like, well, I don't know. I, I, you know, they don't love hearing, well, there must be some bright side. Yeah. There must be some good that came out of this. And yes. it's a terrible thing to think about, really. But if you look at it objectively, those girls, I mean, God love them, the stuff that's happened to them. But guess what? They are stronger than anybody else I've ever met. Yeah, They can resolve absolutely. conflict. They can read micro expressions on faces and they can know if somebody's 
you know, a little bit crazy. They can know he's getting angry. And then they know how to resolve conflict. They know how to de-escalate somebody. And let me tell you, they teach that at Quantico. Mm-hmm. They teach that to federal agents. How do you correct the conversation? Yes. We learned that when we were, you know, five. So there, no matter what somebody's going through, they literally can mine out of it what they learned, and then they can use that in the workplace or in their own business. And that's yes, how you succeed, yes. not despite what you've been through, but simply because of it. That is absolutely awesome. So tell us something that you do now that your younger self, like you never would have thought you would do. Oh, well, talking to you is one of them. I'm an off the chart introvert. If so, what? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, again, the grace of God, I'm telling you, I would have, if somebody would have said, oh, you're going to tell your story nationally. You're going to go on the Today Show and tell everybody your business. I didn't tell my husband Mm -hmm. what happened to me when I was a kid. I didn't tell my best friend. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Uh, I had every story that you could think of when I was a little kid, why I didn't live with my mother and why she never came around and why my dad went mall. See, before the internet, you could tell some stories. You could get away with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Okay, nowadays, not so much. But I didn't tell anybody. So if somebody would have said, oh, well, you're going to be on stages and you're going to be on TV and you're going to do all this and you're going to tell everybody, I would have said, put down the crack pipe and step back. There is no way that that's ever going to happen. And here we are. Tell us, please, how can people find you? Oh, gosh, thank you for asking. My website is simple. It's just Rhonda.org. So R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G. Okay, well, that's easy enough. I love those. (laughs) It's not like a million and 10,000 links. (laughs) I absolutely love it. Well, I thank you for being here. We appreciate you so much. Oh, Hope, I appreciate you. And I wish you the very best. In fact, I wish you perfect fulfillment of God's plan for you. Yes. Thank you so much. And I, and I believe that, you know, with this show that God is just doing an an amazing work. He has just brought everyone to me who needs to be here, who needs to share. And I am just honored to even be a part of, you know, God's vision in any kind of way to spread love and joy and happiness and um and peace throughout the globe so that's what we're all about so thank you you're doing it (laughs) thank you so much and you have a blessed day oh you too thank you okay come on somebody give god a shout of praise i want to see everybody dancing come on let's go crazy in this place
Jesus is glorious. The name of Jesus is glorious. There's power in that name.
Next up, a dose of hope from Brian St. Louis. Hey family, we welcome to the show, Brian St. Louis. He's out there way in Canada. Brian is a youth juvenile specialist, teacher, principal, and youth pastor. He has the heart that seeks to navigate the next generation. He is a public speaker and has his own experiences in overcoming trauma. Furthermore, Brian has his own podcast called Mad Casters, which means make a difference casters. Okay, that's hot. I like that. (laughs) Help me welcome Brian St. Louis. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for coming on to your podcast and your radio show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm doing well. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you're doing well. And I'm glad that you were able to to sit with us today. So tell just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I grew up in a, in a very strong home. You know, my father was a pastor. My mom is a, was a teacher as well. And, uh, you know, I have four, four siblings. Three brothers, one sister. I'm the youngest of the bunch. I always tell them I'm the biggest brother, you know, because I'm the one at six four. Yeah, I did even bodybuilding in my life at some point. Oh wow! You know, so things. So yeah. So definitely, uh, I've had a great childhood. I would say. Um, but I always felt like I had this calling to reach out in certain ways, especially in ministry. Yes. But I feel also that things shifted especially when i started when i finished school actually i started working at the youth juvenile detention facility i saw these teens that just were not being truly reached in a certain way and i felt it was my duty to do better to reach out to these communities they're out there in michigan and Ben harbor yeah um and so it kind of took a whole different twist as to what ministry meant for me mm-hmm. and i found myself just constantly working within youth organizations and so you know, i was working at the youth detention facility i worked as a teacher ended up being a principal of an at-risk youth school started coining this term not necessarily at-risk youth but youth that are misunderstood i think it's very important because a lot of them are not necessarily these broken vessels that have no hope for the future but right. they just need someone to be there for them right yeah and that's awesome yeah. because i've always said that people that have a heart for the youth are special uh-huh. because you're reaching them at a place where they're the most moldable you know what i'm saying Absolutely. like they're not you know older where they're you know they have already kind of got set in their ways but at the same time you can make an impact and people who right. are in the lives of the youth are are very special people because you do help to mold the next generation. Absolutely. That is what it truly is really about. You know, taking the yeah. time, taking the place out of your heart and in your mind to pour that into someone else. We see a need in someone and we help to fill the uh-huh. need. That really is what it's about. And I've, I've learned that the more you give of yourself to people, uh-huh. the more God will pour back into you. Absolutely. That is just a beautiful thing. So I also read that you had your own trauma that you've had to deal with and get over. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that that point in my life is, is something that I've, I've had to learn so much from. Mm-hmm. And, and it's helped me to see perspective and the world around me in a different way. You know, so yeah, I'll share a little bit about that. So what happened was, this was 2016, and my birthday was August 2nd, and my wife had two presents for me. And so I, I opened up the box, and man, oh, it was such a beautiful watch. 
I still have I still have the watch to this day. Mm-hmm. And so I opened the box, and in the box was like a rattle. Mm. And like, and I was kind of like confused for a second, and I was just like, wait. And I just like fell back on my bed, and <laughs> funny enough, I just started laughing. I couldn't control my laughter because like when I when I get really happy, sometimes I just laugh, yeah. and if I wake just like looking at me like what kind of reaction is that but but i was just so in bliss yeah. i was just so joyful excited. Yeah. and because i knew i knew like that we had a baby on the way and we um we were able to celebrate that on my birthday it was the best birthday present to this day that i've ever had mm-hmm. but we found out on my birthday and then she was supposed to come out on our wedding anniversary you know so things were just wow. like it was just Amazing, but now it's it's, uh, it's March 15th. My wife called, gives me a call. She says, "Hey, I'm not feeling too well. I think I might go to the, to the hospital." Mm-hmm. Sure, okay. So I ended up getting there. You can already sense there was a sense of urgency. They were very concerned. Right, right. Because uh, she was basically experiencing a preeclampsia oh, at this moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they ended up taking her to the C-section room. I wasn't, I wasn't nervous or anything of the sort, but I was just, I was just ready to get this going. Uh, about thirty minutes in, you know, they, they, I told them started to take Cornelia. Her name was Cornelia. They took Cornelia out, and I just started, I just started breathing like tears and just tears of joy. I was just so happy. Yeah. You know, I was, I was a father. And, and that, was, that was what was going on through my head. I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm back your father. Right, right. And this is amazing. This is this is it. You know, this is, life is going to be different, but, but I can't wait right, for, like, right. for, this, for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. I saw her breathe, but I didn't hear her cry. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, I you know, I sat in my chair. I'm waiting for cry about a minute in. And minutes, five minutes, I'm not hearing that cry. Mm-hmm. My wife now, she's kind of reaching out to me and she's holding my hand. She's like, hey, is everything okay? Uh, I was singing uh, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. Mm-hmm. I, this is 20 minutes now and, and the doctors are, have called, you know, different specialists mm-hmm. and they're trying to revive, you know, my daughter. And to be honest, it's not a scene that I would wish on my worst enemy to look at, yeah. Yeah, I can't even begin to imagine. So how do you go through that and then recover? How do you, you know, wh- what is what does recovery look like? What is overcoming that look like? What does it take? Well, I'll say this. After everything was said and done, 45 minutes afterwards, she, she was pronounced dead. Um, you know, I went through a very broken period in my life. Mm-hmm. But my wife and I, we looked at each other and we said to ourselves, Number one, we're not gonna hurt each other yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, and what that what that means is what we did. What we said we were gonna be very intentional. That for four, five months of our of our lives, we would do everything we can in order for our experience to never go back to that time. Yeah. And and feel hurt from the partner. And so that means I can never go back to that time and say that the pain that I've ever felt. Right. My wife also included pain to that, or I included pain to my mm-hmm. wife in that period of time. Right, right. And 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 we were very intentional on that because we know that these types of trauma they they can rip families apart, they yes. can rip couples apart. Absolutely. And Absolutely. So what we didn't want to do is is to have the worst pain in our 
lives and then that caused us now the worst separation between ourselves i started my wife and that that, that kept me to to remember uh even in the midst of of the greatest pain that i've ever received that i've ever had to deal with i can still be grateful for certain things and, and that term that terminology of grateful is something that I think um, people, it's, it's it's not very easy to deal with when mm-hmm. you're dealing with traumatic events or when you're dealing with major loss. Yeah. But I believe that it's something that you have to be so intentional about is to look at every dynamic of your life and ask yourself, what are you still grateful for? Yeah. There were many days I woke up and I didn't I didn't want to work, go to work. I didn't want to be a, there was points where I, I even had a suicidal thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had to ask myself, you know, what am I truly grateful for? Yeah. What has yeah. God still blessed me with? And so every day there was still something that I would look at. There was something that I would pay attention to. I remember one time I was watching a news segment and there was a, there was a father, I believe this was in Syria, and there was a bombing and I saw him holding on to his two kids who had been who had died from the bombing. Mm. And I asked myself the question, I said, you know, there are people who are going through major pains throughout this world and I'm not the only one. That's right. Because a lot of times when we go through pain, we sometimes isolate ourselves to believe that our pain is is solely to us. It keeps us isolated from the world. But when you have different perspectives now, you're looking at everything in a different way. And so I looked at that and, and I remember that was actually a very pivotal moment in my life because I remember I saw the pain in that man's eyes and I, and I understood. Yes. And one of the things that came to my mind was, what can I do in my life that can help people in order for them not to go through the same pains that I have to go through or that I had to go through? Right. And so I, was, I started being uh, even more uh, caring. I'm not saying I wasn't a loving person before. I didn't care about people because I, I did, but... Mm-hmm. But I, I, I had a, my heart for people grew. Yeah. My, my, my willingness to understand people's perspectives grew. My patience for people grew. Mm. Uh, there, there was so much that, that because of the situation, and yeah. um, I, I told you now I had a suicidal thought, so many of my students that next year had dealt with, were dealing with suicidal thoughts as well, and I was able to understand them on a different level because yes, yes. it was something that I had experienced myself. Yes. And so where I might not necessarily have been uh, fully capable or aware to understand their situation, uh, I was able to speak life into them. We're going to be right back with Pastor Bryant St. Louis. I'm going to have him leave a word from someone who may be going through or experiencing a loss of a child in this moment. So we'll be right back. I cannot explain according to my brain But I choose to follow you My feelings all over the place But your word creates the space For me to rest in what is true you give me confidence, your word is my defense. My heart agrees with what you say. So I keep my eyes on you, my promise I'll pursue. I will keep the faith and say, in just a few short days, I will be sitting on the
feelings all over the place But your word creates the space For me to rest in what is true You give me confidence Your word is my defense My heart agrees with what you say I keep my eyes on you You promise I'll pursue I will keep God other side of this by angie cleveland she's gonna be with us on june 30th i'm so excited about that we're gonna jump back on the line with brian st louis pastor before you go can you leave a word for someone dealing with loss and grief because you know losing a child can seriously impact the life of a griever please share a word with us yeah i, I would i would definitely say uh for that person who's who's dealing with this type of loss don't ever feel like your like your loss is is not warranted or or you should or you can't feel the, the true pains that are there because you didn't have time as others i, I believe that there are some people who uh, and the reason why i say this uh is because from from what happened to me i received the phone calls to say you know at least you didn't spend you didn't have her for two or three years and then she passed away, or at least you didn't, uh, or at least you didn't carry her in your womb for nine months, because you don't, you can't feel the same pain that your wife is feeling. These are people who are calling me saying this thing, mm. uh, and so I, I say, just understand your pain, yeah. you know, feel it, and and know that that was your child. But but I do believe that healing is very possible through all of this. Yeah. And healing doesn't always mean that it's going to happen just because you have another child. 
Right. Because some people say that once you get another child, that's the healing, that's uh, the joy that comes in the morning. No, that's basically saying that one child can take the void of another. Right. And if, and if those and if, if if I have two living children and one passes away, I won't say, oh well, at least I have the other one, so right, I'm okay. Right. Right. Exactly. No. Doesn't work that way. And thank you so much for that. How can people get in touch with you? How can they find you? I mean, you can reach me at Brian underscore BSL at at Instagram. Uh, My my podcast, for instance, you can also reach at www.madcasters.com. Okay. Uh, and and also Madcasters on Instagram. Uh, those are the three ways. You know, my email is also is Madcasters at Yahoo dot com. Okay. Uh, those are typically the ways that I would uh, you could easily reach me. Um, I'm always on social media. I'm always willing to connect with people, and and we we're all here just we we all struggle. And at the end of the day, it's just about being there for each other, being there for humanity. Yes, absolutely. And you said a mouthful there, and what a great way to end the show. It's all about being there for humanity. We thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Hope. No problem. This next song is The Ride by Brian Andrew Wilson, who's going to be with us on next week. All right, check it out. Been a real long time since I've seen sunshine through the darkest skies. You love the way you try. I sit back and enjoy the ride. When I tried it my way, it was all wrong All the friends that I had, they were long gone Do the best that I could, try to be strong Thought about letting go, but I held on Now I need you to choose how I should move By your side, that's a win, and we can't lose Still I'ma need your strength when I get weak So you can drive, I'ma ride in the backseat Go where you take me, yeah I know I won't always understand, yeah Where we're going, but I'll take a chance yeah. And even if it get confused yeah. I'll be doing whatever you choose Just a song about you On a we should move I'll let you decide Cause I'm terrified Come sit back and enjoy the ride Been a real long time Since I've seen sunshine Through the darkest skies Love it when you try Come sit back and enjoy the ride When the road Take a chance, yeah. And even if it get confused, yeah. I'll be doing whatever you choose. This is all for you. We should move. How do you decide? Can't decide. Cause I'm tired of fighting. I'm sick, I can't enjoy the ride. And it's been so long. Been a real long time. Since I've seen sunshine. Through the darkest skies. Love it when you try. I'm sick, I can't enjoy the ride. Choices on you, you decide what we do Cause I'm tired of 
so happy, yes I am When I get to heaven I'm gonna scream and shout and yell Amen When I get to heaven I wanna hear him say my good and faithful one On a mission I gotta focus y'all See the vision I'm living life and making moves I gotta do what I gotta do I got to press it, push it Until I get to heaven, yeah When I get to heaven I'm gonna be so happy, yes I am When I get to heaven I'm gonna scream and shout in your Say my good and faithful one No distractions Gonna make it I gotta make it to My destination I'm living right and making moves I gotta do what I gotta do I got to press it, push it Until I get to heaven, yeah so happy, yes I am When I get to heaven I wanna scream and shout and yell Amen When I get to heaven I wanna hear him say my good and faithful one Today's show was so heartfelt. Thank you to my guests for sharing their lives and hearts with us on today. We truly, truly appreciate you. Please be sure to log on to www.adoseofhope.org and leave us your email so that we can keep in touch with you. A Dose of Hope has a new theme song. I'm so excited. We have a new theme song and it's called Half Hope 2.0. You have to hear it. It's not out yet, but if you sign on to our email, you definitely will be one of the first to hear it and also um, one of the first to get to see the video and all that great stuff. So please, please, please make sure you log on to the site and become a email subscriber. 
again, we are so excited. We actually went out and taped the video this past weekend. And it, you know, it touches on so many issues that America um, has been going through during this COVID epidemic. And so it's a, it's an awesome song. And it just encourages people to have hope in the midst of all this crazy that we live in and out of um, on a daily basis. We are really, really excited about it. So up next, we have Brian Andrew Wilson. Brian is riding into 2021 with a fresh urban track entitled The Ride. This up-tempo groove is all about letting go and letting God have his way in our lives. He is here with us for the inspirational music highlight on next week. And also we have Tamika Bright. Oh, I just love her. She is definitely bright, okay? She is just a ball of fire. Tamika Bright will be here for the inspirational opposite with her new book broken for the purpose you will not want to miss these two guests it is going to be amazing on next week all right we love you we love you we love you thank you for allowing us to encourage you every single week until next time just know that you have been dosed When I wake up in the morning, ain't no fake, yeah. I gotta stop until I'm fake, yeah. But let me let us see another day All the blessings you about to bring my way, yeah Until I'm fake, yeah. I gotta stop until I'm fake, yeah. I gotta stop Not letting me die in my sleep Putting food on my table Yeah, I got plenty of meat My family good, we living life to the fullest Ain't lacking nothing, my God, cause you be the truest Cause you the truth and never gon' lie You said if I asked it, you would supply In spite of a drought, my crops getting watered Yeah, blessings flowing like water For teaching me patience and how to be a good father For giving me wisdom while raising my son and my daughter For protecting me when I was pulled over by the police Everybody can't say that, but I know that you did it for me In the midst of a pandemic, me and my wife be straight We were down for a minute, but now we're great For giving me great examples on how to man up Many don't have that, I know I'm blessed, yep Many things you done, I'm grateful to you That's why I take this time to stop and thank you When I wake up in the morning, you know I'm fake, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Every morning that I wake, I gotta go and get it. What I started for your kingdom, it's all part of business. Thank you, God, that never see me fall because you risen. Man, life is sweeter than Zach and Cody. Jake Kelsey, yeah, that is my Brody. Thank God, yeah, you killed the old me. Never tried to buy, but you ain't sold me. God, I'm under, it's a blessing that y'all always here for me. Even when I sin and hit the door, you stay right there to me. You don't need me, but you use me. I'm so lost, but God, I'm grateful. I'm just 20 at the moment. I know a lot would have think I'm able, but I'm able. I'm for you, just taking shots off for the team. It's just us against the world. Give me the ball, get shot on me. Yeah, let me pick up and pick up and pick up and kill it. God, you the light, you the way, you the realest. Yeah, you the realest. I'm thankful you did it. And my guy, he different. The game be the misfits. Let's when go. I wake up in the morning, you know Thank you.
Did I tell y'all that I was so green when it came to doing this podcasting, but Anchor has made it so, so, so easy for me. I mean, it's free, first of all. And also there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, which makes it extremely easy. And Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And guess what? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's what I'm talking about. So it's pretty much everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So I'm telling y'all, if this is what you want to do, carry yourself on over, okay, to the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Your dream awaits.